ladies and gentlemen, ladies and gentlemen, welcome to another episode of the Blackout Theory. This is your boy, Els in the building. We blacking out, figs. You already know, episode 22. 22, we here, figs. 22, it's a special one. It's a special one. It's a special one, man. We really getting in our bag. We really showing you guys that we're about this. We're gonna be in the spirit world. This is what we're doing. We're moving out here. Hard knock life, baby. What you think, Fig? It's a hard knock life. It's the perfect way, man. We come from yeah. we come from the jungle, man. We out here with a fur coat right now. We all we, we know the vibes. Definitely know the vibes, man. Shout out to to all the listeners, everybody that that always comes through and support um every episode that we drop and, and we just gonna keep going, man. Still working on the YouTube, still working on a couple of things, but as you guys are gonna see on this episode, man, we're 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 moving out here, figs. We're moving. Yeah, we moving. We out here. You know, we we totally out here. Uh, we're working on things. We're about to get the YouTube popping. So stay tuned for that. You guys want to see our beautiful, beautiful faces? You know, uh, we're gonna get that popping on soon. But you know, we got we still got shit to talk about. We totally got a lot of shit to talk about. So at the end of the day, we're gonna give you guys. Con- we're gonna continue the the narratives. Uh, we're gonna continue giving you the fuckery, and w- it's gonna be an, a great episode. I'm excited. It's I'm been a great too, fucking man. week. But before anything, how was your week? It's been amazing, man. It's been a great week. I'm having a great positive like feels. You know, it's it's like you get the springtime feels. You get some vitamin D pause, and you know, all of a sudden, like. You're here, happy. There's happy vibes. You start seeing people in the park. Yeah, you know, you start it's seeing, coming back you see, you little by seeing, little. This start, summer's gonna be a good one. Yeah, summer. You start seeing the sundresses out. Sundresses you know? are crazy. Nah, really? You saw a sundress I already? I saw them, bro. Yo, you know, New Yorkers they don't play, bro. And they go quick into the storage unit. And they pop out their summer uh, containers. Yo, the sundresses. Salute to the sundresses, man. Nah, They're holding it that. down. And there's like a community of men who like we respect sundresses. Absolutely, sundresses are a great look for women. If you're looking for something to buy, I say sundresses is a great vibe. Like it's like, I mean, if you're doing five days a week, but I mean, like that's 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 my that might be a lot. You can't be sundress Kathy over here. Exactly, you just can't be that that happy all the time. You know, like let's let's have a jean day. A jean day. <laughs> Let's wet it out. Let's nah, but like shout G. out to Jane. Jeans though. Jeans been holding it down for 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 like for a long time, bro. Facts. And Facts. jeans is like, jeans. You can't even talk about like, oh, I don't rock jeans. Like, jeans is just in culture now. Like that's a thing. That's a thing. I mean, what else do you wear? You have a guy who just wear khakis all day. That they, sounds mis- that, that sounds like misery though. That's the way they live, bro. That's what they like. They like khakis. And let me guess, they got five kids, shit. the garage doors, and the, and the angry wife. They got the. They're like, yo, look at me. I got the brand new Honda Odyssey. <laughs> <laughs> Sliding doors. Oh my god. I just press a button on my fucking phone. It's amazing. Yeah. <laughs> I can close the doors of my kid real fast. Yo, you seen the minivans that they got the ho- like a f- whole vacuum in the shit. No, you could just yeah, you thing. pull you pull a, like one of the plastic things, and and the and the arm of the vacuum comes out. You can now vacuum the whole car like, cause you got the vacuum in the minivan, yo. It's it's next level shit. Retailed for a hundred and ninety three thousand dollars. Ultimate dad <laughs> vibes. Yo, but still, I mean, what can you do with that arm? Well, like, what if that shit malfunctions and that shit just starts slapping your kids? Pat, pat, pat. <laughs> I, I don't know, bro. 
The, the, but the vibe, you gotta admit though, the the vacuum in the minivan is a, is a, is swaggy. It's definitely dope. It's dope, but you know things break and things malfunctions. Like sometimes, like there's like mistakes on TV. Like sometime PBS had a moment where they're like, "Damn, somebody just put on porn for like five minutes." Those oh, CBS probably when, when, happened. When, when this happened, I don't know if it was PBS, but it was a it was it was a show that it oh was a, PBS that's like, even worse. It's a network that wasn't intended like for you know I don't I honestly this is a blackout theory. Welcome I, to the I've blackout heard about theory. this situ I've heard about this videos. This is in the archives of my brain that happened in the past where there was a national TV show that some guy just put on porn for like literally a minute and kids saw it. There was this short moms out there it's just <laughs> like a whole bunch of karens just crying like just like oh my god my kid just so porn Yo, you know shout out to blackout theory fam y'all know that a successful blackout theory podcast is gonna start something is we're gonna talk about success absolutely we're gonna talk about business we're gonna talk about all types of moves but we also might talk about different types of moves like the chicago cubs prospect that got busted in spring training with 21 pounds of meth in his equipment bag. What a move. Moves. <laughs> what a move. Welcome back to Blackout You got a young Pablo. <laughs> so what do you think about that, man? They got the they got the picture of the, of the Cubs bag with just, like, literally, it's 21 different rolled drug, ba- like, packs. So a pound per pack type in cellophane. And he was just, like... Why do you go to practice with this? Why not leave this in the trunk? Yeah. I wonder who he was selling that to. It could have, yo, maybe there's a, a drug franchise in the MLB that's like people are just like, yo, are I'm we in, uncovering a ring here? We don't know. Maybe this is the beginning of something. Yo, stay tuned because the blackout theory, we're going we're gonna to unwrap it. But the guy had pounds of meth, bro. Yo, he was really He's trying moving. to have his team win. He was like, yo, whatever y'all need. You in pain? I got the thing just for you. I'll bring 21 pounds. I'll hold this down for the whole season. Yo, you're not injured. Maybe that's why he was bringing it. Yo, maybe he's like, yo, you're not injured. Maybe it was for him, bro. 21 pounds? Maybe it was for him because he's like, yo, I got to go to swing training with this. But once I get this on the bus and we're traveling and everything, I'll always have it with me. Maybe it was for him for the season. Maybe it was for the squad. I think we have breaking news. Maybe your favorite athlete is not injured. Maybe he's just drugged up on meth (laughs) where he can't get injured. The meth boys are in the building tonight. (laughs) Oh, my goodness. That ankle gone. I don't need to. I don't need to feel that sprained ankle. Yeah. Nah. He's like, yo. Yo, go talk to Ricky over there, to Johnny. You already know. He got the he got the stuff. He got the shit. He got the he got that. You know, you don't want to, you don't, whatever. We're gonna make it through spring training. Trust me, you're gonna get your spot filled. Bro, speaking of speaking of um speaking of spring training, bro. What do you what do you you're you're the we're gonna talk some baseball. If you have a problem with it, that's on you. You feel me? So Shout out to all the listeners that that listen to episode sixteen point one, just sports. <laughs> but what spring training, man? Give us a Yankee update, bro. The Yankee update, man. It's um, we have a, a few players that's injured, not too many, which is amazing. We have the, our star players. Uh, 
I think everybody looks great. I think Gary Sanchez is, I think, a big focal focal point of how things are gonna. You know, he has a, he has a lot to prove. Um, and ra- as of right now, we see his power. Um, he's gonna be the starting p- the starting catcher. It's gonna be exciting to see. But honestly, it's, I think the Yankees are gonna be if they stay healthy. My prediction is that they can go really far. We're gonna go to the World Series. Absolutely. Are you predicting that right now? If, are they gonna win? Are they gonna win? If they stay healthy, yes. I don't know what that means, bro. If they stay healthy, 100% healthy. Blackout theory. Not not 100% because that's kind of that's not that's harsh. Okay, let's do a bet. What is the minimum? What round of the playoffs? Minimum. If they win it all, great. But minimum. Do minimum. You see? World Series. World Series. They 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 make it to the World Series. Minimum. I think that the Yankees are, are they have a team that is high on that chance where to where it's like in Vegas they predict if there's three teams, the Yankees are one of them. For sure. Yes. World Series. Alright, so this is the bet. If the Yankees don't make it to the World Series, you then have to eat an entire portion of something. So for example, like I'll come through with a big ass bowl of cereal, but you have to eat that whole bowl of cereal. The size of the bowl is up to me. Pause. I'll come through with a pie of pizza. You have to complete that. Doesn't matter how you feel. You that's the vibe. That's the challenge. The eating challenge. Pause. That's fine. And what if I win? Then you I guess you choose mine. Pause. So you don't. So you're not on board that the Yankees can make it to the World Series. I just have to be a contrarian, and I don't mind. What are you gonna do? Buy a big ass box of pizza? I'm gonna eat it. It's fine. What if I buy a big fucking, a big like shrimp and lobster surf and turf like like uh, all you can eat kind of thing? I say you have to make it through an hour of nonstop eating. <laughs> Damn, I didn't, I didn't think about it. That I didn't know that you were gonna go into this. I, it was to me, it was a win-win. And, and and you have to pick up the tab. Nah, I'll pick up the tab, but it has to be something. It can't be something like I'm not into this MTV. Like, uh, what was it? Uh, the the shit with uh Bam Margera and Johnny Knoxville and Steve-O. Jackass. Yeah, I'm not into that jackass shit. Like, it has to be something that like I, I'm not gonna make you eat like. Some bullshit. Like I'm, I'll be like, all right, he likes steak. You gotta eat four porterhouse of steak. Like you know, I'm, it's gonna be something. It's something that has to be magical. It's like, st- no, it's it, gonna be it, good. It, like it's if you like you, something, you have to eat it in excess. Yeah, it's gonna be so excessive that you're gonna be like, oh my god. You have to drink. That's a the whole- punishment that you that, like I would I would bring like a box, three boxes of Lacroix, and be like, you like Lacroix? <laughs> you lost <laughs> oh, the bet. Shit. You have to drink all that shit right now. You know what? Let's do it. I'm, I'm, I'm. But it has to be something that you know the other person like. Of course, all right. You know. So you don't like shrimp, man? I was thinking a whole all you can eat shrimp. Pack. Nah, I'm not. A, I'm so not. Like, I'm not with all of that. I'm not a seafood dude. Honestly, you know what would be a good thing? Whoever loses have to eat a whole case of White Castle Crave case. Oh shit. <laughs> Jalapeno cheese. Jalapeno cheese and everything. A whole... That's impossible almost, no? Through a whole podcast. 
episode. You have but to eat a there's whole. There's like grape 24 juice. of them shits in there. Yeah, you got to figure it out. Yo, I'm I'm with that. Let's do it. We're shaking on it. We're shaking on this. We're shaking on it. If the Yankees don't make it to the World Series, your boy Figs will have to eat a whole box of jalapeno fucking bombs in Baghdad. But you have to finish it, bro. Even if... Even if... if oh, man. I, yo, if the Yankees don't make it, you have to give me a day before I have to do it. I'm, I need to starve myself. I think that's the wrong way to go. Oh, man. How's that? I think it's the wrong way to go because if you usually, like... Have you ever had that moment when it's like Thanksgiving and you don't eat anything all day long and then you have that first plate and then you're like stuffed, but it's because your stomach was empty and you were so hungry? Mm. You get what I'm saying? Um, versus like if, if, if you train at it and like every day you maybe for a week you start just eating more so you can be able to train your system to eat more. You'd be less. I don't know. Yeah, honestly, I think I think I need to completely. But twenty four is is, listen. And it's White Castle. That's right. The nuts. thing is, is that it's White Castle because you can have two and you have the bubble guts for the next day. But in my case, when I'm thinking about this, I would starve myself because I would literally need, and I would probably go on a colon cleans kind of thing, because what I'm about to put my my intestines through is about to be real. Twenty four burgers. You know what? Through if the Yankees I- make the World Series, I'll eat the fucking I'll eat the 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 sliders. In front of the Yankee Stadium, if if everything's open, and it's like COVID, like it's good, and Friendly, everyone's vaccine, everybody got vaccine. We'll go to a fucking game. Hopefully, we could go inside, and the tickets are not three million dollars. But the thing isn't in baseball. The it's not like football, right? If I'm not mistaken, like well, when you go to the World Series, it's in your in your in your home field. It's either there. Yeah, or it's in. Yeah, it's it's not like you go. It's not like the NFL dumbass shit. Place. No, it's you're in your own home stadium. Yes. I don't know why I forgot that, but yeah. But also it's like it's dumb money because you get network money, but you also can charge so much money for World Series tickets. Like I made it to a playoff game and those tickets were unreal. Like I went to the playoff game with Judge um, versus Houston. I think it was 2017 where Judge had to fly to grab the ball on the wall. Oh, man. I was that there. Was and then that's the same game that he hit the home run to win the game because they it was like game three, I think, 2017, 2018, whatever year it 17. was. And um, it was game, I think it was game three, and Houston was up already like 2-1, either after the game or before the game. Well, we might have to go to one game and then I don't know because I don't know whoever's going to lose this. Well, that would be me if it's at the World Series. Right, that would be you. Then I got to go home. You don't eat a crave case and then sit through a game. No, you. That's what. That's what that is. You have to make it to the crave. <laughs> Yo, that's that's awful. That's insane. <laughs> you gotta be. Yeah, you stay How did you spend the World up. Series? Shitting. <laughs> shitting on everybody and everything. <laughs> oh man. Okay. So, but if they don't make it to the World Series, you eat the crave case. But what in your house? That's not fucking fair. I didn't sign up for the World Series. You went. You decided to buy to go there in person, right? <laughs> in person, and make it a whole thing. I was just saying, yeah, I'll eat a whole crave case. I was still on board to our original bet. You went and enhanced it. No, you know what you're gonna do? We'll take a road <laughs> trip. We'll take a road trip to wherever 
the hopefully it's not on the other side of the fucking world, and we'll go take a road trip to whatever city it is, and in your and you wearing a Yankee jersey, Yankee merch, you gotta stand in front of that stadium and eat the crave case. Oh man, that actually might be a that might actually be and we'll a, film it. Content, baby. Let's do it. They'd be like, what's wrong with this guy? This guy's just eating a crave case on the side of the building. Just no tickets. Ha. And then, yeah, you're going to be holding a sign saying, I lost the bet that the Yankees will make it to the World Series. Oh, man. That would be funny, yo. And now I have to eat this entire crave case. Damn, this is this is a lot of pressure. This is the bet, brother. COVID. Why did you <laughs> sign the bet with COVID? No. Anyways, welcome That's back to the another episode hands. of Blackout Dairy. Cough to my hands. Um, we missed a week, but you know, I was I was a little under the weather. It wasn't COVID. Speaking of COVID, I just had um, it's not a cold. There was like I don't know if you guys remember. It was like two weeks ago. It was hot in New York City, and I, I went outside looking like I was. You already know, a million bucks. Man, was out here tank top. Straight, like, you know, think, looking like I ran the block. <laughs> and then the code was like, no, I run the block. And right. that was it. And I'm I was here. in now then I was in my crib for four or five days. Horrible. Dying. But speaking of running the block, and speaking of blocks, shout out to, to our guy Big Pun, man. Yo, facts. He definitely just got a an intersection just completely out of his name. Um, so shout outs. That's a big recognition. Yeah, right there on Bronx. Fordham Road. Yeah, Fordham Grand Road. Concourse, right? Yep, in Grand Concourse, Big Pump Plaza, man. That's going to be fire, man. That's that's a great tribute, I think, especially for the Bronx. Um, that's beautiful, man. Represent, yo. R. Yeah, R. man, definitely, man. Definitely for the South Bronx. That's where I'm from. Big Pun, man, had a had a big effect on my upbringing, um, the music. Uh, the areas, you know, I actually ended up, you know, you know, I'm from the area that all these people are from, like born and raised. Like speaking of White Castle, like I know the White Castle on Intervale by where like his crib used to be at. Like, it's across the street from a gas station and with tire shop. And that's where the main mural is at. Like that's where his kids are when they you see the the, the one of the videos where it's on his block. Like I used to play in the in the park right around there, so it's like this is to to me, man. This is really dope, and this is history, man. And uh, big shout outs to Big Pun, man. Big shout outs to, to the Bronx, man. Bronx energy, baby. Right, so they're like, yo, we can't let we can't let Wu Tang get you know Staten Island. I give the legend nothing, you know. So represent for you know another borough doing something great for hip hop and recognizing somebody that that put the Bronx on the map. It's Put the Bronx man. on the map, especially for real somewhere for somewhere that's you know like represents the Bronx to a fullest. Fordham Road, bro. Fordham Road. If you ever been in Fordham Road, you know like yeah, that's the Bronx to the fullest for a fact. You get all different types of culture, you get all different types of you know people, all different types of energy. It's the BX baby. That's where the blackout yeah. there comes from. You know, it's amazing. So and speaking of uh, of mixing cultures and and a bunch of different people being together in one place. What's going on in the city of Miami Beach, man? Yo, they're lit over there, boy. Nothing, nothing like it's, it's, it's like mayhem over there. It's like COVID doesn't exist in Miami. They declared exist. a state of emergency. Yeah, bro, people are out. It's been, it's been, it's been a nuts kind of weekend. Like, 
people are out there get into trouble. You see girls twerking on cars. Yeah, you, you saw those videos, yeah, right? Yeah, it's 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 not. It's girls are there. twerking on cars, and in in full bikini thongs. Think about just you're driving to work, and all you see is asses and asses on top of Kias, man. With it's your nuts. kid from like a baseball game, and someone yeah. in South Beach is just turning the fuck up. You're just driving in your Miata. And and you look up and it's a and it's a girl it's a, it's a twenty four it's a twenty four <laughs> year old in a thong on top of a Durango. Hey Billy, close your fucking eyes over there, okay? He's like, close your eyes, mom. This shit is top notch. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, man, they imposed a curfew of uh, eight p.m. Um, South Beach. Because people were just going too fucking crazy. It's it's a whole mixture. No, but that's the thing. But that's the thing is that they know that this is happening, and this is the prime. You know, this is this was designed to happen. Like Miami opened up, Texas opened up, and this this was going to happen. In reality, this is designed because if you think about it, you give somebody fourteen hundred, it's going to go right back stimulus into the, the economy. economy. They got to stimulate the economy. Yeah. It's what it is. But it goes to show you how like. These people aren't stupid and they know how to play the game, you know? Facts. They, I, I follow some jewelers on, on Instagram and I, it's funny for me to see the jewelers. I'm, I got a good memory, bro. If you posted six months ago a pair of earrings for like $700 and all of a sudden now it's like stimulus came and that same pair of earrings now costs a rack, costs a thousand bucks. You're going to buy it. You're going to be like, I have... No, I'm noticing that I'm noticing your game. I'm going, oh, the jeweler knows everyone has stimulus money, so he's running up the price. That was the same earrings that he posted two months ago for seven hundred. The price of gold hasn't shot up right. that much. You, you just know? you just you just hip. Yeah, you you, you look know what's in, going on. You look at the guy on right. the gram and you go, I see what you're doing. <laughs> two months ago, same earrings, you posted them for eight hundred. Now, two months later, you're posting them for a thousand. You gotta come spend your stimulus with me. Right. Your whole stimulus. But they they know that they're gonna get it too. No, they know they're they gonna, gonna get, get it. it. But it's but that's what I'm saying. Where it's like people thought they were like, oh, I'm gonna go and and kill right now with these fourteen hundred or whatever the, the amount of money people got. Um, because depending how much you make, you make you might you might not get all the fourteen, you know? Right. But it's funny how like the marketplace always adjusts to, to what's going on. They're like, okay, you guys have an extra $1,400. we will make everything 10 to 15% more expensive and charge you on that. Now you start seeing the, the, the car dealerships making discounts. Like, oh, you know, this and this and that. Like, you've seen those ads now. Yeah, you come bring me your $1,400 <laughs> stimulus, and I'll get you a good deal. Get you a good deal, and I keep you going get, to... You think about it. You get uh, 100 people to come in, you know? That's one hundred and forty thousand dollars, mm-hmm. and everybody knows that when you come in and you bring some money on a down payment, they'll eat that shit up, right? And you'll still owe the whole car. At the end of the day, they knew that this was happening, and, and now pe- they're trying to cover their ass. Yeah, because this shit is, uh, you know, like it's 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 no joke. Like it takes away from people who just wants to get away and just want to go with the wife and, and kids and husband and. And do all this stuff. Now that all this shit is getting crazy, you got people twerking on cars. You just can't rent out the Odyssey and just be like, man, my kid's safe over here. I can't yeah, even go to the now, beach. Yeah, and now think about all the cars that are going to have weird smells in them. Yeah. 
You know, <laughs> think about that. <laughs> this is gonna be history in cars now. That shit is nasty. You open up the minivan, you're like, Jesus. Yeah, and the same, and that's the thing, the same thing. Like you, as a man, sometimes there's some men out there right now who are dealing with the fact that your girl was about the streets, and now you just gotta find ways to like, you know, deal with the times, man. And you, you, just, you saw your girl twerking on top of a car, man. Like, yo, on the top of a car, bro. On a thong and shit. You like, yo, that's my wifey out yo, there. Yo, you fix. seen this shit on YouTube, on, bro? I'm man. fucking what? tight. <laughs> <laughs> that's my girl. Nah, yo. I'm not, that's not my girl. Nah, but That's bro. not my girl. Nah, we but need I'm just a saying drink. there's somebody out there in the world, you know? Whoa, yo, bro. Somebody we needs need a, a drink. drink. yo. So for today's episode, we got nothing more than a dear and near spirit to uh, to the fam. We got the mesh and bow shochu. Yeah, Damn. man, mesh and bone, a- baby. Let's go. We got the family in the house, man. <laughs> and for for those of you guys that listen to uh, this podcast, you know, every week we do a different spirit, but we have something very special for you guys this week. We have the mesh and bone, which for those of you who know me, that's that's near and dear. That's family right there. I'm here with the founder, one of the founders and the brand leader for mesh and bone, Mr. Scott Christ, man. What's up? Hey guys, hello. It's it's great to see you guys. I'm excited about this. <laughs> All right, Fix. DJ, DJ Crispy. That's what that's, that is. That is an unofficial <laughs> name, you know. When um for tax records that they, they don't recognize it, but you know, it's it's kind of an underground thing. It's uh actually a funny story enough. That's what they called me in Japan, where the drink that you guys have the shochu is from. Japan, yeah, that's Japan. It. The shochu is from Japan, <laughs> and um. We we actually started drinking this before the show even started. And one one of the things that we kind of realized right away, well, I've drank this before, but mm-hmm. you know, Figs actually had the comment where he was like, Wow, this is very clean, very fresh. But before we get into the show to you and we, we talk about the brand, um, why don't why don't you give the listeners a little bit of your background and, and what what you know what's who Scott Christ is? <laughs> Thanks. I'll, I'll keep it. It'll be. It's a short story, but um, I was. Uh, I used to run uh, the Sharpie brand uh, many, many years ago. Sharpies that that marker uh, that most people. You know, hopefully, I've done my job. Most people know that marker. And, and, and not I, to interrupt you, but the Sharpie for bartenders important. <laughs> Labeling oh, yes. on the on the daily level. You guys know what a Sharpie is. Bar bags and bartenders get get screamed, you know, yelled at for this. So we know what that is, but it, it's it's a pretty amazing little product. You know, it's a very simple marker, but it really taught me the basics of brand and how to build an emotion um, with a. You know, you don't need a huge functional benefit. It's a marker; it works. But people get excited about Sharpie, and that was my background career-wise was how to build a brand. And one of the things that I learned uh, as I was working abroad in Japan was about this drink called, actually it was sake, not even shochu. And I noticed that so many people were drinking it, but they uh, just didn't really have a brand. I'd bring it back to the States and uh, and no one, people kind of knew about sake, but they didn't know, I'd say, hey man, name a brand of whiskey. People would say Jack Daniels, a brand of tequila, Jose Cuervo, but no one can name a sake. Shochu actually came through it because I found the drink even more fascinating. So uh, I worked for a Japanese company and every day after work, 
we would go and drink shochu and you have it with food and you drink it on its own. Um, and I would bring, I started to bring bottles back to my friends when I traveled back to the States and they absolutely loved it. And so that kind of formed this concept of these, I call them hidden treasures. And these are drinks that people drink in their home country, right? So if you go to um, countries like, you know, I, I, Japan or India or Sri Lanka or even Mexico, a lot of the stuff they drink there, they don't drink here. So what we see are just only imports. So Mesh and Bone was really about a platform of, I call them these unique drink treasures, stuff that you've probably never heard about. Hidden treasures, <laughs> right? Yeah, yeah. Well, I think it's a treasure because it's really good. It's just that um, alcohol, as you know, Figs, it's it's a marketing game. And, and, and LZ, you and I have talked about this. So, you know. And so a lot of what you see on shelf doesn't reflect what's actually out in the world. It just reflects kind of what the big brands want you to drink. That's definitely uh, <laughs> that's definitely something that we've talked about on the show. Usually um, when we do pick a bottle and we have a different spirit on, on the show, I end up doing some type of a breakdown of the company's portfolio. Um, if they're a subsidiary of, of, of yeah. any other company, things of that nature, because I think that it, like you said, a lot of times it's, we see what's on shelf and we don't know why it's there or we don't know that we, we don't necessarily know that Bacardi and Patron are under the same flag or, yeah. you know, not even under the same flag. Patron is under the Bacardi flag. So we do actually, um, you know, do these, these breakdowns of the companies and yeah. it's just very, very, you know, special to have the founder of a company here, but you know, beyond the, the business of, of it, there, there, you know, there, you have four other spirits. Well, not spirits. You have the, uh, the Soto, the Raku, and then there's two other, um, there's the two ciders. That's why I said four. That's but right. It's That's not, true. it's not specifically, uh, uh, the other two there, it's, it's the cider, the French uh, cider, the pomplemousse. It's, it's apple and pear in, in French, the pomme pois. There you go. So we, yeah, we market it. It's French. Yeah, but it, it sounds cooler too. <laughs> Definitely. So, you know, and part of this, just so that people can understand, um, mesh and bone, a lot of times we look at these uh, other um, spirit companies and it's kind of the, the, the man in the suit drinking this <laughs> glass of, of spirit or, or cognac or whatever it yeah. is. Um, and that's the marketing or that's what what's the brand, you know, that's what the brand is. But yeah. with Mesh and Bone, I know personally, uh, it's more about, you know, togetherness and, and being, you know, bringing a part of the world together from, from all over. That's what you've done with the brand, right? <laughs> yeah, that In was my opinion. Really, that was, you know, the, the, I lived abroad probably about 25 years in, in approximately nine countries. And I don't say that to brag or anything. It was just my work. I worked for global brands, you know, and so they kind of ship you. I was a, a single dude. I was a disaster in relationships. So they just kept sending me to country to country, you know, and when you're not married, you don't have kids. It, it's very easy to get on a plane and go somewhere. And I saw most of my great times um, were over a drink. And a lot of times I didn't speak the language. Um, I didn't know what they were saying. They know what I was saying, but um, you're sharing, it's a lot like with food and drink. It's, it's able for you to connect to people. And I was amazed at how I never heard of these products. You know, for example, 
well, northern Mexico, my, my family, half of my family's from Mexico. And we didn't hear about Sadol. You know, this is a, they call it Norteño. It's a northern drink. Shochu, most people in America know sake, right? But no one knows shochu, but shochu is the number one drink in terms of volume and sales, wow. meaning kind of most people drink sake. I mean, most people drink shochu. Um, and so it was really about how can I use these cool products to help bring cultures together? Um, for example, uh, you know, if we look at countries, like you kind of your background, like Dominican, you know, like rum is huge there, but I don't know how many people in the States know a Dominican brand, right? But that's where it's from, right? So where a lot of rum's from. And so it's kind of like, you want to pay respects to the places that make these beautiful products. Absolutely. And I feel like you've, you've done that trying to mesh. And I love the name mesh and bone, you know, <laughs> you mesh different cultures together and introducing people to a different spirit that they don't know about. And it's, and, and, and then you and bone. It's, and it's, edu <laughs> it's educational and, and inspiring. I love what you did with, with, with your idea of like, you know, finding a way for, for the market to understand that there are things out there that's like, you know, different and it's good to drink, but you know, when it comes to soju, sake, and shoju, you know, what's the difference? Uh, I, I noticed yeah. that you you made a shoju. There's also a soju. Can you tell the listeners yeah. uh, what's the difference and like <laughs> what, why, you know, what, what brought you into doing, you know, you know, soju? Yeah. So uh, most people, so I'll just start off with kind of these, these three spirits I'll take. Uh, so we have, uh, there's Korean shoju, which, which you've identified. There's Japanese shochu, which is you know, very similar sounding. And then there's sake. Um, so sake, with most people, they get these confused. So I'm gonna see if I can do this eloquently and very fast. Sake is, it's more like wine. Like it's brewed like a beer and it's made from rice and it's Japanese kind of national or traditional drink. Shoju is Korean and that's, that's distilled more like a spirit. Mm. And that's primarily from rice. And that tends to be a more of a harsher, higher alcohol um, taste than Japanese shochu. Mm -hmm. Japanese shochu, uh, it's usually made, most of your shochu, I'd say 80 or 90% is made from barley. And they call it a mugi. And then you have an emo, which is sweet potato. And, but that's really, you know, I'd say five, 10% of the market. So most of Japan drinks a very, uh, very basic drink. It's smooth. It's so they drink it more like I won't say a vodka, but they'll have it with food, right? Mm -hmm. Which you don't usually sometimes see with, you know, if you ordered like vodka on the rocks. And but with the Japanese, their food, as you probably know, they're very good with cuisine. So they want to drink that pairs beautifully. So if you have a beautiful piece of sashimi or, you know, raw fish, sometimes uh, wine, if you're not very good at wine, it can overpower. Right. So the shochu um, is essentially just water and barley. Um, but the water that they have in Japan, and you know, I know everyone, and Figs, you probably know this being in the industry, but everyone talks about the water, right? But truly in Japan, it is unique. It's very soft water. And that's why a lot of their whiskeys are able to compete against you know, traditional Scottish uh, single malt whiskeys. Like yeah. the Namazaki, the Hibiki, uh, they're kind of world renowned. And, and they finally, after years in Japan, they finally told me the secret. It was the water because they basically import everything else. Um, but shochu is kind of the everyday person's drink. 
and people make, uh, they'll mix it with green tea. So the two things they drink every day almost are shochu and tea, and they'll mix them together. Um, and they're actually sugarless cocktails, which are, um, the, the Japanese don't, they're not big into big, like sugary desserts. So to when they have a, a cocktail in the States, it seems like a, almost like a frappuccino or, or something really sugary, you know? Right. <laughs> so that hopefully that, the difference between a shochu, shochu and, and sake. Nice, nice. So now that we have the difference between soju and now you know what it's made like, and it's interesting because, you know, the cuisine of J Japan, everything is so delicate and, and like a lot of flavors in it and maybe a totally. lot of aggressive flavors. Totally. Um, and you have something like soju that you can just, that is just in the background. It's, you know, it's, it's like water in some ways. It's, a you know, flavor, you know, but it's also yeah. not taking away from the cuisine. Uh, but exactly. you know, do you have a funny story about your, your research in Japan and like about <laughs> well, soju and getting to know? Yeah. Well, so it's, um, so with the, with the Japanese shochu, I'd say the, um, the, the, so some of the, the kind of the culture there, your work, it's, it's almost like a, I, and I've never been in the military, but, um, it, it the, the corporation's kind of like your unit. And you, you never leave a, a man standing uh, or a man like falling down, right? right. You, you never fire anyone. Bro yeah, yeah, it's broken. So <laughs> I was part, I worked for a very traditional Japanese company. It was the only foreigner or the only non-Japanese, okay, out of 3,000 people. So I was like a mascot. I was like a, an animal. <laughs> you were Tony the Tiger. Yeah, yeah. They would watch <laughs> me. And a lot of these people had never, you know, interacted with a non-Japanese. You know, it's, it's a very island culture. And uh, the first time they, they took me out, right? It's very traditional, you'd go to karaoke. I know it sounds very cliche, but it's, it's a way for them to let loose because the society is very tense. Um, right. It's like being at a formal dinner for like eight hours and then you got one hour just to like take off your shirt and just like <laughs> eat with your hands. Oh, and this, this so, story is getting interesting. Yeah, right? yeah. The so, longer we go, it's getting interesting. <laughs> <laughs> so they took me uh they, they took me so it's you got to understand that it's it, it is a good so they're so tightly wound it'd be like if you were in prison after three years and you go to a singles nightclub like you're gonna find someone you're gonna do whatever it takes so this is the way it is there so they took me to this like snm bar and they and and this is very normal right they don't look at it like uh immoral and they also serve good shochu there, right? And so that was my first introduction was there's people whipping you. You pay to get whipped and, <laughs> and you get served shochu. And, and, and it's kind of this like um, weird dichotomy of extreme rules and then just hedonism. That's so how obviously, Mission Bone is born, baby. Yeah. So <laughs> Whips and alcohol. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I, you know, and I just, it's like, so it's, that was kind of my, my, but the thing fix is like, um, sake, you know, I think most people in a, you know, especially in New York, you know, kind of with the associated sushi, they would order sake. And that was the thing that was very difficult for me to kind of tell people like, hey, shochu is the drink you have with food. And it's, as you mentioned, it's, it's not aggressive. It's, it's so clean. Yeah. yeah, it's clean. Mm -hmm. And it allows you to experience the food without, you know, lots of sugars, you know, that, right. You know, even wine can have a lot, you know, sugar. 
Oh, not a lot of burn. This is nice and smooth and delicate. <laughs> and this is, it drinks like wine, but it's, you know, it's, yeah. it's beautiful. Honestly, like it's, I do like the correlation and how you bringing coaches together and, you know, at, you know, informing people and, you know, marketing this brand and, you know, being an, an entrepreneur, you know, and, you know, as, as I think both of us, me and, you know, Els, we're very ambition and entrepreneurship like minded, uh, yeah. you know, what's, 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 what was, you know, what's that advice you can give to a young bartender <laughs> or a young, you know, entrepreneur uh, who could, you yeah. know, that's a great question. I, I it's amazing to see because I know you, you guys are gonna get about. you guys are gonna be privy to some of my phone calls right now. Okay. This is what one of my phone calls sounds like. <laughs> <laughs> Listen, it's I would say um, I never I, I I I never there was no one in my family that ever was an entrepreneur. I never had that. Um, I would say not role model, but I didn't know any entrepreneurs. I, you know, it, it just, I didn't know anyone that started a business and um, I had worked for a large corporation and the more I, like, for example, with Sharpie, I was taught by people that did like Crest toothpaste or Axe shampoo or Pantene or all these brands. If you go to any country, Indonesia or France or Canada, you see these products and over 12 years, Figs, they, he taught me kind of like, here's how you launch a brand. And it's kind of like anything. It's, it's, it's like, here's how you play the piano or here's how you, um, you know, manage a, a grocery store. And it's, it's more science than art. It's and basic, but difficult. Yeah. I'd say the hardest thing or the, the, what I would say, um, Figs, to your question is that no, you have to be passionate about the problem you're solving. For me, I, I grew up a mixed race. Uh, my mom was from Mexico, my dad was white, and I never quite knew who I was. It was a very, uh, and in hindsight, you, you kind of look back and you're like, I, I didn't really feel white, I didn't feel Hispanic. I, I was in this like, you know, is he Italian? You know, people didn't know what it was. <laughs> and so I like the concept of going abroad. That's why I went abroad for so many years. And I liked this idea of cultures outside the U.S. where I felt almost at home abroad. And I felt very passionate about bringing that to people, saying there's all these cultures out there that need attention. Um, and that drove me to put my own money. I put all my money in this. This is not... Um, leverage your money, you take the risk. And if it fails, right. you lost. And that's a very typical way people will do it. They'll, investors don't want to work. They want to use their money uh, to have you work and make the money, right? With their golfing. I, and I'm being a little bit facetious, but. but that's I, the facts it, of, of, of it. Yeah, for real. Yeah, it's, it's a game. It's a game. And once, and, and a lot of what Els and I try to do is try to learn the rules of the game. And a lot of people don't actually want you to know the rules of the game because it's more competition. Mm. Um, but that's the big thing is passion because that passion will get you through the shit. I mean, you have to be, it's tough. It, it is, it's a very tough life. And I can say that because uh, I have the scars from it. <laughs> the scars, um, yeah. yeah. <laughs> All types of emotional, financial, everything. The donut. Um, you guys yeah, do not yeah, know yeah. what the donut. Yeah, I, I won't share hair. this, but yeah. the donut. Actually, <laughs> yeah. I'll share this. I I think I could share this. Um, you called me one day, and you were like, "Man, 
I haven't had a donut. I don't know in how long you haven't had a, in from that phone call. And yeah. you just had such a day, such a crazy day that you're yeah. like, I was at the train station and I, and I, and I got a donut and I ate it and I feel yeah. horrible about it. But I, <laughs> in the moment, that was the win that I could have. Yeah, it was, I think, I, you know, before I, I was very privileged. I went to Stanford University. I was in venture capital. And then I worked at a high position at a, at a, a multinational. And uh, I was used to having money to, and you have a lot of leverage when you have money. Um, the, the things kind of run smoothly, if you will. Right. And then all of a sudden I had no money. And then it's like the world flips. It's like all of a sudden, like, and I was taking the bus to go all the way to the Bronx. Yeah. And I took another bus. I took like three buses to get to the Bronx on a Friday. And I would sell three bottles and I didn't have enough money for an Uber. Uh, so I had to take the bus home and I remember being, <laughs> and I was hungry. I had this feeling of hunger, which I never really had. And it's very primal feeling. And I went and got a donut. <laughs> I think I called, I called, uh, I called Elza and I said, like, I'm really sad. Yeah. I remember. <laughs> I remember I was in my house like, Oh man, but that's the hustle right at there. this point. At this point where, where the grind, you know, um, yeah, it's the grind. And at this point, I'm kind of just learning everything. I'm still, yeah, I still well, am. <laughs> and, you know, I, I kind of understood, you know, we yeah. had at that point already done, you know, trying to get a council over New York City and, and, yeah. and tasting and doing things of that nature and just kind of putting the word out there. And um, so I understood. But at the same time, I'm like, man, this is this is, you know, Batman's calling Robin <laughs> like, man, it's a problem. <laughs> you know, I I gotta tell you, I'll tell you this one little story. I I had the my burn rate was about. I mean, it was very high. I was funding the thing, all of it in the mm. last year, and I had a high burn rate. Uh, you know, basically my monthly budget, and I was and I ha either had to stop the company or pay rent, and so I went on WikiHow and I said how to be homeless. I actually typed how to, it in. How to be and homeless. I saved it and. <laughs> It said like, and it had this like very white guy with blonde hair, blue eyes. And it was like an animation. And he's like, you know, try to sleep near a gym because you can go and shower there. And it was like teaching you how to be That's homeless. It. And I remember <laughs> if you use it right now, if you go on WikiHow, go on Google and you type in <laughs> how to be homeless, it'll teach you how to do it. And I remember like, I love that. There's a, a white guy with blonde, blue eyes probably here, you know, yeah, like, isn't it? this is the and tips of the like, trade. No, they just don't want yeah, you to feel bad. Like, yeah, <laughs> they don't want like, you to go there hey. and be like, this guy looks just like me. <laughs> yeah, it goes like, hey, you know, sit in the park, you know, think happy thoughts, you know, try to find a book, you know, that's been laying around. And so anyways, what I'm saying is that um, it, it made me feel alive. And then you almost feel invincible when you when you get through it. And wow. um, and not a lot of people. I mean, many people don't make it through, uh, uh, but it's um without passion so let me just says if it's purely for money like i want to do this to make money you won't make it right because you need you that need grind you need up. to you need to go on wiki and and, and say yo yeah, i'm yeah. ready to throw it all in <laughs> like i'm passionate you know like yeah. like and, and that's and that's the grind right there yo i respect that you know like 
that's 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 amazing, man. And but talk about your brand. Where can somebody they're listening to Blackout? They're like, yo, what the hell was Soju? What is going yeah, on? Yeah, what do you is- what do you have for brand for spirits? Uh, what's your line like? And what can you, where can you find Mesh and Bone? Well, th- thanks for thanks for asking the question. We uh, we just relaunched um, at meshandbone.com. Uh, and you can actually order online now. They're online, baby, a hundred percent. It's you can order the product, and we have good shipping rates. And you know, a lot of people, you know, concerned about shipping alcohol, but now um, the laws have relaxed. So you know, order away, and I obviously very appreciate that. Um, we have five products, as Els mentioned. We have three spirits. Uh, the one you guys are tasting tonight, which is Japanese shochu, which is a clear spirit, twenty-five percent ABV. You have a Satol. Satol is like a cousin to agave. Basically, it's one of your smoothest Mexican spirits. You drink yeah, but like- the finer cousin, all right? Yeah, the finer. Yeah, the one with a Mercedes, right? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the one not taking the bus. He's not on WikiHow. Um, the third one is really, really unique. And this is called Araku. And this is actually how Els and I met in the yep. Bronx. This, this is, is my baby right here. Yeah, so what this drink is, it's Sri Lanka, which is a little island right at the tip of India. It's their national drink, and it's made from the sap from the flower that grows on a coconut. Yep. Mm. And it's a pretty amazing product. It drinks in between, we say if whiskey and rum had a baby, mm. uh, with a little bit, if there's a triangle, it'd be a cognac as well. So if you like cognacs, but something maybe not as strong, this could be something really for you. Or if you like uh, a rum that isn't as sweet or a whiskey without the smoke. So it's in this kind of unique space. Uh, Els, I don't know if I described that correctly. No, uh, that, that's, that's, no that's great. That's, uh, <laughs> no, the, the Raku, I would say um, if if you like anything that's brown, if you you like your Hennessy's, if you like your Johnny Walker's, or you, but then when you drink those straight, you feel it's a little bit too rough for you or too tough. Um, or maybe it's, you just don't like the, the the afterburn, the kick. It's not smooth enough for you. Um, Araku is definitely something that um, that I think we, you know, people people should should try and taste. Um, to me, if if you taste it, you won't. You're not gonna go back to the inferior type of spirits where you're gonna get that that big kick, that big uh, afterburn. Um, the things that kind of kind of are evident when you have a uh, inferior, I guess, not product, but when they they skimp on the uh, they skimp on the on uh, the process, you know, um, <laughs> and then we have the uh, and and I know a lot of the answers to this obviously because of the relationship, yeah. but you know I it's just you know it's better coming from you. <laughs> yeah, the other two products we have are um, these are French ciders from Normandy and Brittany, which are in the north and northwest corner of France, and this is the home of traditional cider. It's very, it's, um, it's rain. It's, uh, it's so it, the grapes don't grow as they do in uh, Burgundy and Bordeaux, you know, France, you know, it's wine country, a lot of it. Um, and these are a champagne style. So they're naturally fermented um, and it's the carbonation is natural. It's a beautiful drink, low ABV. These are yeah, 2.5. Uh, yeah. And so they're very, so you'll get sick before you get drunk if you drink too much of it. Um, but they have this with food. So when you go to, you know, you drive the three or four hours outside Paris, um, the menu will shift to more ciders than wine. And it's a beautiful drink. It's very um, down to earth. 
but it's kind of this everyday elegance. It um, is. And it's, it's just beautiful. I have it with pizzas or I'll have it with just, you know, hamburgers. It's a very easy drink. Um, and uh, uh, it's one, one of my favorites. And something that all of these uh, spirits have in common is that um, they're all smooth. But I believe the Soto is the only one that touches 40% ABV. It's actually 38. 38. <laughs> there you go. You see? That's all right. No, no. It's... Uh, but but I would say at that point it's very traditional. Um, a but lot can you of touch what, on that because a lot of people yeah they, they so, might not uh, understand why yeah. everything so usually the US is, is pumped with alcohol <laughs> and, and and put up to forty percent ABV and usually when yeah. you look at any spirit in your home you look at the bottle it says forty percent alcohol by yeah. volume when you look at mesh and bone products many of the time actually none of the none of the times you might pick up a mesh and bone bottle is going to say 40 percent 38 percent is the highest which is the toll yeah it's um i think now you're seeing an interesting trend towards lower abv i think a lot of the younger culture is you know there's a high cost of being hung over on a, for you know for brunch on sunday still so you'll see uh you're seeing you know like we're you know drinks like white claw and truly these these very kind of low ABV drinks. Um, a lot, the US is the biggest market and uh, a, kind of an inexpensive way to get the price up is to increase alcohol in a way. Um, and it's, uh, you know, I, I, it's just a way to market. Some of the bartenders that we said, oh, you need to have it at this level because if you're making drinks and whatnot, but I've yet to see anyone really distinguish between a 38 and a 40%. You know, if I, you know, blindfolded you and it's kind of. No, yeah. That, that, and even, I mean, the Sochu is a 25%. Now that one is different. You you definitely notice that there's not a, a um, as you said, Figs, the, uh, there's no burn. But what we're seeing with people is that the drinking styles are changing. They're not so keen on like, I want to have a straight glass of, I want vodka on the rocks. I'm just going to pound this all night. Shochu is a very sessionable drink. Again, in Japan, you're having it with food. Then you go out to the karaoke bars and you're drinking shochu all night. If you're doing that with hard whiskey on That's the rock, problem. yeah, the next day you'll be so. And you also know, you're getting hydrated, guys. If you're going out for a run, <laughs> yes. you already know. You're going out for a jog, a little yeah. A nice yeah, Japanese a, water with the adult soju. water, adult water, adult water. That's what we used to say at the tastings. Yeah. I remember that. Yeah, adult it water. surprises people. But I think figs, as you mentioned, you know, Japanese food they um, they pay attention to the to the very you know in their coffees, anything they do, they they take it to this extreme almost. Yeah, um, and you'll see that with like wagyu beefs. You know, they're very very expensive. Uh, they massage the cattle. They they do this whole process. But they're obsessed with the quality and so you'll see that with uh, the shochu and uh, so there shouldn't they don't like the burn is not an indicator of, of value for them or uh, right quality. there's a there's a time and place and and i think yeah. that that's what the uh, like the younger culture needs to under, understand that it's not really about getting you know batshit shit-faced it's more about understanding that there's there's quality um, there's quality in spirits and there's quality in and finesse uh layer of flavors that there's a time and place like this is like something for dinner this is something 
that's delicate. So you can't just drink it just to get, you know, smashed up. You know <laughs> I mean, what I mean? You like can. It's, you can, you, can you know, but in, in some ways it's, it's, it's a cultural thing. These people, yeah. people drink this in a sense of like, Hey, more about, it's not about getting fucked up. It's more about being in the present moment, you know, where it's like, I'm hanging out with L's right now. Let's have something that's like, nice. Let's enjoy the time. And we have soju, you know, or we have a Raku. Um, and I think that yeah. I think this is a cultural shift in 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 drinking. That's I think that it's it's intentional. Oh, exactly. That that's a great way to say it. You know, the cultures have different, um, just different lifestyles, and they you want to have a drink that kind of matches that. Right. I think uh, what people one question I get is why is shochu more popular than sake, which uh, is traditionally their national drink, and one of the things that. Uh, people like about shochu is that it's very flexible. You can mix it. Where sake is a little harder to mix in a cocktail format, mm. uh, shochu has that higher ABV that can kind of punch through some of the other mixers. One of the, while drinking this, we did have the conversation because on the show, we usually, I usually halfway in the show ask Figs, yeah. what can we mix this with? Yeah. We do see this, this as something that you drink by on its own, maybe on the rocks. Um, I yeah. could do this on the rocks all day, but definitely. Um, and so what we recommend and kind of how they, and the way I drink it personally is you have shochu, you got soda water and a piece of fruit. Yep. So you're getting natural sugars from the fruit and, and the water in Japan and the barley, it's just a very clean drink. And so yeah, and I, that's you don't exactly. have that hangover the next day with, if you're <laughs> sensitive. Yeah, definitely. Because, and that's what I, that's what I kind of was telling figs earlier um because he said he'd kind of just leave it neat um or on the rocks and i said yeah and i and then we kind of agreed that the only other thing we'd be able to do is maybe soda and i said lime but fruit makes sense as well yeah it's really interesting for something really really unique and if you go to japan this is the most popular drink it's called the oolong high and it's oolong tea which is a chinese traditional um brown tea and you just you know, on ice, on the rocks, you put tea and shochu. And it's like a, a Lipton iced tea for adults. It's, it's nice. And, and it's really refreshing. I would say it's surprisingly refreshing and there's no sugar. And for a lot of people, uh, that's uh, attractive. You know, that's a compelling kind of sell. Um, so it's, it's a really fun drink. And uh, I'm really happy you guys are enjoying it tonight. With definitely. With this, many. I have an idea though. Quickly before before we let you go, I have an idea with this. <laughs> drink wise, now that I, now that I drank maybe you know a good you know not, not say a good amount but a solid amount you know, <laughs> I you know I can see this in a martini form. If you oh, substitute wow. vermouth, yes, and maybe mix it with something like a gin, I think it I think it, it's it could do something right there. Nice cold, maybe have like a one uh, uh, a half and half situation with a with a twist of lemon or. I think that could do it. Listen, you've invented a new drink. A I got a, I got a drink to make now. <laughs> you, have, you have a drink to oh, make. I, I, you know, you need to like put that in a box and a bottle and, and send it to me, man. That I, I, I've seen your Instagram post that I I'm so excited to have, to taste one of the cocktails that you, that you make. Hey man, we're now, now I got a bottle. I'm going to, I'm going to take a little sample to the, to more the to job There's and make a nice come. martini. Thank you for and then, the, you thank know? you for the bottle. Yeah, definitely. Oh, you thank guys you for the are... bottle. He sent us out some cool shirts, some merch as well. Thank <laughs> you to Mesh and Bone, man. The whole team out there. 
Well, hey, listen, it's I, I've, I've been a big a fan of Blackout Theory since the first episode. And uh, and thanks for having me on the show, guys. Hey, That's pleasure me. was all ours, man. This and is just you have be, it. Man. And before we let you go, man, um, we did talk about the launch of uh, the, the website. The fact that you can just go on the website and purchase any of the spirits on the website. We'll be reviewing more of these spirits on our podcast in the future. Hopefully we can have Scott back on for, for you know, another one of those. But uh, what else should the people look out for when it comes to Mesh and Bone? You know, it's, it's, we got a lot of cool stuff. As, as you mentioned, Nels, it's, it's a digital play now. And um, we're going to have some cool content on there. I'm going to save some of the best for last of all. I, I'm going to use this as an excuse to come back on the show to, to announce a very special new program. Um, but in the meantime, please check it out. And um, I left actually my phone number on there and my email. And one of the things about being a, a you know, I'd say a founder, I don't have a public structure I, uh, above me is uh, you can just reach me directly. And I would love to hear from you. So anyone who's listening, um, if you have questions about the brand or the products or, or how I started it or any of that, please reach out to me and um, I'd love to hear from you. Yeah, man. He's available 24 seven guys. Okay? <laughs> I'm, gonna go to, I'm 48. I go to bed early, but we'll fix it else. Hey guys, thank you so much. Thank you. It's man. been a pleasure, man. Thanks for coming on. Right, we'll have you soon, brother. DJ Crispy in the house. Okay, ladies and guys. gentlemen. That's Scott Chris black out there. Thank you once again. Uh, mention bone guys. How do you feel, man? Yeah, I feel good, man. It, it's, it's good to tie our audience to a, to a company. And, and, a, and a founder who can actually break things down on an analytical way and of how he made it and what it takes to, you know, to, to, to get it um, and how it is to introduce something so new. So that's, you know, powerful and great. Um, and I hope it really works out for Mission Bone. And I hope that, yeah, you know, Scott sounds like a fantastic owner and a humble person that was willing to even fucking go homeless, bro. Yeah, man. But he, he was... He was He's trying to, to do it like that's you, blackout you gotta theory do it. shit. Right yeah, there. it's blackout theory. That's the vibe. So like you know, part of, part of you know, friend of the show now, and and the brand is a friend of the show. Of course it is, and and we look we look forward to doing more more projects with them and more things, and 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 definitely having back having even Scott back on for when we have another one of 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 his spirits, you know. Um, Absolutely. But, I def I'm definitely intrigued about listening, you know, listening about different spirits like a Raku. Like that's not yeah. something that that's like very like accessible for a lot of bars or a lot of places. It's not, man. And if United you hear States. the story behind the Raku, how he got it, it's amazing. And and maybe that's something we'll do, you know, in the future with him and or we could review it our, our own. I know a lot of these stories, uh, you know, again. Obviously, uh, he, he's a friend of mine, but, you know, these are the type of things that we try to do here on Blackout Theory and just and just change perspective, change ideas. But beyond all of that, Figs, and again, we thank uh, Scott and Mesher Bone for, for everything. You needed a drink, and I cut you off because we had to have you drink. My guy was mad at Miami Beach. I w I'm just mad at some guys out there, man. I'm, I'm upset about their situations. They're finding out that people are about the streets, you know, and the one that you love, that you live with, is packing their bags for All-Star Weekend in Atlanta. Oh, man. But what they're is this, to, man? What is, where is this energy coming from? You know, and it's coming to it's coming from a place where people are just, like, breaking up. 
that user out there just you find your girl on top of a hood of a moving car with her thong out shaking her butt like those people when they eventually they go home and they find their man who was upset um and they're just like what's going on babe and he's like, like i saw you on Instagram. i saw you on the world star you know i saw you and uh go fuck yourself and I say this in all light of uh, how petty can someone go to retaliate on someone who they were on World Star just shaking their ass on top of a moving car, and then all of a sudden, you know how petty. And I say that because my boy uh, Quavo went the ultimate, the ultimate pettiness of going and uh, getting a car repossessed. Repossessed. He from got the his, car repoed from his ex, right? That's ex. what. Like he got that. He was like, "Yeah, nah, hold on. I bought you what for your birthday? Okay, come here. Give, give me this car back." He went. That's petty. Your girl's probably getting her her nails done, and this guy's over here repossessing your car. I mean, and in some ways, I feel I, I feel great for him. I say, like, no. <laughs> in some ways, I mean, at the end of the day, do do what you want. Want? I'm not gonna. He bought it. He paid for. it. I'm not gonna tell anybody what what they, they they should and shouldn't do but at the end of the day man i i come from a gift being a gift and um you know to me when you give someone a gift that that's it you don't go hey man uh we're not friends anymore so i'm gonna go pick up anything i've ever given you that's weird but we don't know the situation you know what i mean it drives somebody to go a little crazy for you to you know, to call that person crazy, like you don't know what that guy's or that girl's going through. No, I I agree so, with that. I I mean, maybe she was the one twerking on the moving car. <laughs> maybe she soda. was the one twerking on the moving car. But my my thing is this: if you gave if you gave a significant other a gift, it's just that a gift. Yeah. At that point, now, if he says to her, "Hey, I'm buying this uh, Rolls Royce or whatever the car was," and while we're together, it, yeah, he says to her, like, yeah, of course you could drive it. You know, what's mine is yours type of thing. That's different. Yeah. But if you gave it to her as a birthday gift, and that's a real quote-unquote gift, it goes to show also how people do things for the gram and for social media and all these things. And in reality, they're keeping a lot, they're keeping count of, of the money they're spending for these flexes. Because he, you know, if... You want to act like you got all the money in the world, millions of dollars, but real t- real quick, you went and got back a couple hundred thousand dollar car or whatever it costs. No, facts. And in some ways, and this is a great topic because I think that a lot of people, they, they uh, misjudge the fact that when you ask somebody a favor um, and people do favors for you, um, I also think that there's an entitlement to, and like, you know, I did you a favor. I know that this is going to come back to me. And, and 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 in some ways, the idea of a favor is to do something out of the kindness of your heart. And I'm a big believer in doing things out of the kindness of your heart. Otherwise, don't do it. But I also feel like a lot of people, they do favors in a sense of, hey, like, I'm going to do this favor because, you And know? you feel like that, how, how does the favor relate to, to the Quavo and uh, what's her name? Sweetie, right? Sweetie situation, because in some ways, like, I, I don't think he did on a, on a, on a, on a very like kindness of his heart, like he didn't give that gift in the kind of his of his heart. Um, I'm you here think for the it was petty a flex. Shit. It's it's a I, thing. It, it's it like, was a flex. It's like I can't. I'm a rapper and I'm famous and I'm a millionaire, and I'm supposed to 
you know, um, offsets giving Cardi B vehicles and all this stuff for for her birthday. I can't just come through and give her a, a bag or something. Yeah, exactly. Because at the end of the day, like it's everything is for the gram now. And in some ways, it, everybody can be on a competition thing. But I don't think that that gift I'm here for the petty shit. But I'm, I'm also like, like, I don't think that gift came from like the kindness of the heart, because in some ways it's like, why would you take that shit back? So in some ways, I think like in, in some sense, a gift is a gift. But yeah. in some ways, a lot of people feel like if I do you a favor. I needed to come back and I and I hate that because it's like the otherwise like if you're going to buy me a gift you're taking it back you you take the narrative why you even bought it back well maybe that's his point you think his whole narrative is I think it's money related but I'm saying maybe sometimes maybe it's not money related we don't know right it, I mean that's another perspective maybe he's taking the car back cuz we don't know the situation, and he's like, you know what? You're not going to be with another guy. Maybe he caught her with another guy. He's like, you're not going to be with another guy riding around in the Bentley or Rolls Royce I bought you. Fuck that. That's that's true. Because if you buy somebody <laughs> if you buy somebody a house, and then they're just like, you know. I mean, but how many men don't get divorced, and their their wife moves the new husband into the house that the guy paid for? The ex-husband paid for it happens. It does happen. I mean, if you're that rich, I feel like, you know, a house is a house at that point. It's like moving into a yeah, apartment. But some of you these know? guys want us to think that they're, they're that rich, but then they go, fuck, man, I'm just going to leave 300K sitting in, in her driveway because. She's driving another guy in her in, in her car. Yeah, I'm going to let Joe car, Schmo. In the car th- that I bought. But that's the thing. When it's a gift, you don't even think about it like my car. You're just like, oh, that's her car. That you paid for. Doesn't matter. It's a gift. And in some ways, that see, but like I say, that it's like to me, it's the equivalent of like, I'm the grill guy in the summertime. I invite you to the park, and I tell you, yo, bring bring some brews. When you get to the park, you might as well forget about the fact that you brought those brews. You're right. gonna come. You're gonna eat. You're gonna drink, but that's it, bro. Like you shouldn't be going home thinking about. Yo, the the box of brews that I drank, that I that I brought, nah, that's it's it. It was it was it was your your contribution. It's done. You don't get at the end of the barbecue to be like, oh, no one. Now, if you want to, if you're like, yo, bro, I don't have because you know we're friends. Yo, you guys look like you got a lot of. Let me take six pack home. I don't got no beer in the crib. Fuck, we'll do whatever you want. You know. But in reality, you don't show up to a person's home with a bottle of wine, open it up, and then go, yeah, now it's time for me to leave and, and take the, the, the less than half a bottle of wine that's open on the table. Because, oh, that's mine. I brought it. The moment you walk into the house, that's it. Or no. No, that's tacky. It's tacky to just do sh- shit like that. Yeah. It's... it's- if you brought it to someone, someone's house, you ate their food, and then you say, hey, you guys didn't want to drink? <laughs> I got another party to go to. <laughs> I'm going to take half of this fucking wine bottle. Give me the cork. <laughs> I'm out of here. That's a little... I got to respect someone's gangster if they do that. That's... You know what I'm saying? So, it's, it's, to me, is the... So is you know the... what kind of ride I could be on right now? 
like, know. <laughs> now, if you go to your mom's house and she's like, look, I don't drink alcohol. I'm not going to. That's just going to sit in the fridge. Take it home. You, it's better for you. Yeah. To not waste. Of course. By all means. But if you're going to go to someone's house for dinner, you take a bottle of wine. Guess what? They might not even open your bottle of wine. What are you going to do at the end of the dinner? Oh, it didn't open my bottle. Guess Guess I'm taking it back home now. <laughs> It is tacky, and people, and that, but the uh, at the end of the day, uh, understand. I in my point in this situation is in some ways a gift should be a gift. Yeah, of course. You know, don't expect anything from it. Don't expect anything back. Just do it out of the kindness of your heart because you care, and that's what you want to do. And in some ways, in relationships, don't feel bad for being a good person and 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 supplying things and materialistic things for people. Because you out of the strength that you strength out, you know that, that you care Bro. about this person and are happy with this person, just do it and understand that when you guys, if you guys break up and when you guys do, this breakup has guys moved do, you, bro. It, it it speaks because a lot of things happen because I've had friends that say, hey, I've you know I paid his rent for like three three months and I was there for him and it's like yo, don't feel bad about doing that. That's the strength about you. You know, like that's who you are in a relationship. Why would you you feel bad about doing it? Because a lot of women do, a lot of men do. Don't feel bad about anything you you decided to do. Right, exactly, and that's that's my point. You did that of the strength of of who you are. That's what makes you great. Also, you did that because during that time, during that point in time, you guys were on the same team, Mm -hmm. or at least you thought. So that just, you know, at the end of the day, you're just doing what you need to do for the team. Yeah. You don't, you, you're putting your part and your sense and way, like whether your part is bigger than the other person, it shouldn't matter. Yeah. You know, it's just like, that's, you're just, you're more thoughtful. You're more expressive. Um, and that's what makes you great. But in some ways, like I've had friends and I'm sure you've had friends that say, oh, this and this and that, uh, I've done so much for him or her. And like, oh, this is, and it's just like, no, that's what makes you great. And in some ways, it just didn't work out. But don't let that deteriorate you for being who you are for the next relationship. And also, don't think that because you do shit for people that that means that they're going to love you. Right. Or that that means that it's the, the end result is going to be a positive or a good one. That doesn't mean that. There's people that you're going to do shit for all the time. And you might never get a thank you. They might never try to date you. They might never. It's not going to change the way they look at you. They'll just be like, oh, that's my friend who does a lot of favors for me. There's a lot of favors who's there for me, who expressed their love. And, and some honestly, people might not even think that. They just go, that's my friend that when I need something, they're, they're there. But they might not even never say thank you for it. Who knows? Yeah, but that's the thing. That's like, don't, you know, it's not a strength. It's not a weakness to be great to people. Yeah. You know, but don't be great to people expecting things. Exactly. And like do it out of the strength of your your heart. You want to give somebody a cookie and a plate of cookies? Do it because you want to let them know that you're here and you care about them and you're nice. And if they need anything, they could they could hit you up in a pinch. But in the end of the day, don't be like, well, now that like I sent you cookies, you need to watch my dogs. Like at the end of the day, then, no. then it's all transactional, and then it's like, why are we doing this? At that point, you just you, you and honestly, you're just a piece of shit. <laughs> that's how you. That's how you know this has been episode number twenty-two <laughs> of the Blackout Theory. Yeah, we love you guys all. All do things out of the kindness of your heart. Do Be things good. because you just want to do things for people. You want to share love. This is your boy Figure to Don stepping out. 
loving you guys, doing things that is kind of his heart. We're here. We give you guys Scott Christ. Definitely, man. Shout out to Scott Christ. Shout out to the whole team out there at Mesh and Bone. Uh, shout out to everybody. This has been another episode, once again, of the Blackout Theory, episode number 22. This is your boy, L's in the building. And once again, yo, Figs here signing out. Peace and love. See you guys, love. You already know positivity. Y'all already know. Holla. One.